Welcome to the Wealth Genius Podcast. The Wealth Genius Podcast. Strategies for multifamily real estate investing, mindset, community, success. The Wealth Genius Podcast with your host, the godfather of real estate, Alfonso Quadra, who has expansive experience in business and massive success as a real estate investor. The Wealth Genius Podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Crystal and Andy, I'm so happy to have you guys here. Woo! Woohoo! How do you feel? I feel so grateful to be here. I'm grateful. Little Godfather is grateful. Everybody's grateful. You know, it's been a series of events since we first met (laughs) that that now you're sitting right here in our offices, in the penthouse, beautiful view, and it's definitely a story that should be shared, you know? I want to start by talking about where you guys are now. So what does your portfolio look like now? What does the real estate look like now? What are you guys doing currently? Currently, we're working on two properties in Brockville. We've been looking at many deals this year. We look at 100 units, 84 units. We're going big and we're excited. We, we also have that uh, each unit uh, in Brockville that we own and uh, that we're able to purchase. So now we're trying to definitely concentrate in that market. We really like the, the, the Brockville market. So Yeah, and Brockville is a beautiful place. I've always yeah. told everyone, you know, anything along that 401, you're going to see massive growth, right? Because cities are not shrinking, they're growing out, right? And, you know, as these places become more dense, people are going to look for cheaper places to live. And you guys currently are looking at 10 units there right now, or that's I think that's what you're saying. That, yeah. Yes, it's a 10 unit that we're looking at. We just sent an offer. And at the same time, the same realtor came out with another off-market deal. Stick with that uh, with that side building side by side, side, mm-hmm. by side to set another seven units. So. so let's go back to the beginning with this eight plex. Even though you've, you've tried many things, your first deal was not your townhome or your condo. Your first deal was an eight-unit apartment building. Is that something that you would advise other people to do? <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. So we didn't even start by buying our own residence, but that's the mentality we had before before we met you, you know, we wanted to buy our first residence. And since we got into to investing in multifamily, so we don't see it as important to, to go and buy our mm-hmm. personal residence right away. So, yeah. so you're planning on building the portfolio and then have the portfolio fund the personal residence. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so let's go through that eightplex. I mean, we say eightplex like it's like, you know, it's, a, it's just an eightplex. But to someone watching this, potentially, that like that would be the biggest deal that they could ever imagine doing, you know, in eight units. I remember when I had a single, okay. I went into a duplex that I converted into a triplex. My next deal was a sevenplex. And I couldn't sleep that night. Like, I, I just... <laughs> Just thinking about seven people are going to give me rent, it was surreal to me. I, I just, it was like, wow, seven apartments, like, that's incredible. So, you know, don't forget that. I mean, for some people, that's a huge step. And it's, for you guys, it's normal. It's like, you're like 84 units, uh, 100 units. So, you know, how did you find this deal? We found it on Kijiji, actually, off market. And yeah. we did the deal directly with the seller. Yeah, so you emailed the seller, you called the seller. When I started, I was able to call the seller, and I also uh, sent him a message to Kijiji. 
So he ended up uh, replying to me and we were able to get on the call together and uh, we set up a walkthrough. And since it was COVID, he wasn't taking any walkthrough walk yeah. at all. That property was on the market for probably five months or six months. He wasn't taking any walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of the first walkthrough that so he took. what made him trust you guys enough to do this walkthrough? I guess it was just like the relationship The we were very personable with him. Exactly. And actually during that walkthrough, at first we were doing the walkthrough together. And then at the end, like towards the end, I went into the backyard with the wife. And then I just started building a relationship with her, talking with her. We had our daughter with us on the walkthrough. And then she was running around in the backyard playing with the owner's dog. And we just started building a relationship. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, because we ended up extending that deal for eight months. Yeah. Well, you know, people that get into real estate, they think that it's very transactional. It's all about relationships, right? It's all about building rapport, building, you know, that likability with your owners or your sellers, rather, or any, any, any type of transaction that you want to do. Things are going to move smoother if it becomes about people. Right. And, totally. and people tend to forget that. And you went there, you connected with the wife. But good move bringing Pearly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I just want to share that there was actually another group that was there at the same time. Mm. That group had bought yeah. a Ford Plex that they own. So they could have went with them knowing that they and can they close. and their yeah. own. But they told us it's the relation. They felt like they related with us the they, same way they started. They felt like we were them. So that's why they kind of like, kind of went with us and also like having Pearly being cute, playing with the dog, <laughs> did help as well. Nice know? move, nice move. <laughs> <laughs> so look, so you got this deal, you found this deal, private seller, and you put it under contract. Yeah. You have this deal under contract. What are you feeling at this moment? Do you feel like it's going to close? You know, because I know that you had other deals that didn't close, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I feel sometimes... You know, in real estate, especially in multifamily, you know, there's that due diligence part of things and sometimes deals fall apart. And I feel that that's where a lot of people give up. Mm -hmm. Right. And so by this time you had done a couple of deals that didn't work out and then now you're here. So what are you feeling? You you got this deal under contract. Yeah. How much was it under contract for? 930,000. 930,000. So what are you feeling? Actually, we went through like a roller coaster of emotions. First, we're very excited, and then we go through like ups and downs because you're not sure if you're going to be able to close on it or not, or you're going to get the terms that you want. Um, There's all the negotiating, and they agree to an agreement for sale at one point and towards the end. And And so let's back up there. Why did you feel that this deal needed an agreement for sale? Because in order to get the financing that we wanted, the rents were too low. So the Mm. net operating income was too low. And so we thought if we could have a year to turn it around and get the rents up, then we could get the financing that we were looking for. And we could get closer to the price that the seller was looking at because he didn't want to bring down Mm -hmm. the price Mm -hmm. too much. So that's why that was one of the options that we brought to him. And And that's the first initial deal that he accepted. He didn't even know what was an agreement for sale, so we kind of had to educate him about that. And he was actually shocked that he came back and accepted it, but he wanted to uh, bring it to his lawyer 
and that's the reason that the, the agreement for sale didn't go forward. Yeah, so I find that a lot of people, they bring things to their... I mean, lawyers and accountants are deal killers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They will never say, go, go ahead and do it. You know, because it's a, it's a liability, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in retrospect, maybe you should have said, look, your lawyer may not accept this. Maybe go to another lawyer. But for whatever reason, he was spooked. But how long did that take? Their lawyer took two months to get back to us. Mm. Two months. And it was over the Christmas holidays. And they came back and they said, listen, our lawyer said no, so we're not comfortable moving forward with the agreement for sale. And they said, we might need to put this back on the market. And I think our hearts sank because we like put eight months into this deal. Eight months. It was it under contract? It was yeah. under okay. contract. It was under, it was under contract. You discover that the numbers don't work the way yeah. they need to work for the financing. You come up with a solution, an agreement for sale. They agree, but they need legal counsel. That takes two months, okay, because whatever, the lawyer wasn't around. Busy yeah, or... it was busy, whatever. Now they come back two months later and they're like, you know, we're going to put it on the market because, you know, we need to sell this thing. Yeah. So what do you do? We call you. <laughs> well, I know the story, but I'm doing, it, I'm doing it for the benefit of, of yeah. the people watching here. <laughs> we got a little bit creative. So he did let us know that because at first when we first started the deal, we asked him if he was able to get us some vacant unit. Yeah. So at first he didn't want to do anything about this, so he didn't yeah. want to get uh, any vacancy to help the purchase of the property. But by that time, it let us know that there was one person that was leaving. Mm -hmm. So now the numbers are starting to look better. To look better. So what we came out, we said, be able to close and be able to do a quick close. And, but we would need it at 880. Yeah. We had it at 9.30, but we told him that we needed it at 8.80. And yeah. that was making the deal a little bit sweeter at that price. Yeah. Yeah. We said we'd close cash, and but if he gave us the price we wanted, which was 8.80, and on the phone call, he said, okay, we'll call you back tomorrow. What are you thinking at this point? We're like, oh, my God. Our please. heart is beating. Yeah. Our so heart is, going, is he calling the, the, the same lawyer again? <laughs> like, what's this guy doing, right? I don't know. We're, we're stressing. We're sweating. Because know, we know that he's thinking about putting it back in the market. So I remember this was at the height of the market. Yes, at it was. At the height yeah. of the market. Yeah. yeah, so, like, things were selling for, like, 400000 over asking. So we're like, we have no idea what's going to happen. The phone rang 30 seconds later, and they said, done. Yeah, so that's what that was a moment. Like <laughs> it's probably one of the best moments I've lived, like in terms of emotion. And what are you guys doing at this point? Like they call you, he's done, and you hang up the phone. What are you doing? I think we were literally like jumping and, and jumping. I, I was doing <laughs> the lap. I was running back and forth in my house, jumping on the wall. I remember I can see it again. Like I, I was just going crazy. Texting. It's like code. you won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we won the Stanley Cup or the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. and then it was like one of the greatest moments. Our daughter is looking at us like, like what is going what on? What is going on? Like, <laughs> this guy is going nuts. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then like after that settled, we're like, okay, oh god, now what? <laughs> now we got to get working. Yeah. yeah so what exactly. do you what do you do now? What do yeah. you do now? So now we got on the phone with our mortgage broker. We're like, we need like. Private money, money yesterday. Can you do it? <laughs> and then we started raising. So nice. we started taking action right So away. what was the close? From the moment that they finally said done, 
when was the anticipated close? Like, when did you have to close the deal? Two weeks. Two weeks. And so within those two weeks, what are the things that you got to do? Well, we had to incorporate it. Mm -hmm. So we had to get call our lawyer and see, can you do this like ASAP? We had to call our mortgage broker and say, like, can you find us this money? And he did. And we start raising. And start raising and start calling people and like, okay, if you can't, do you know somebody who can? And just like, just hustle hard. And we did it in four days. Woo! What do you, like, that's not normal. No, honestly, the the average person is probably going to think like, okay, you guys are maybe like fudging the story a little bit. You know what I mean? Like in four yeah, days, but, you raise this capital. But, so, but people doesn't see that yeah. before we tried and yeah. like they don't see the, 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 the work exactly. that yeah. went in it. Like yeah. we had a lot of deal where we tried to raise and it didn't work out. So yeah. in that period, there was a lot of learning. We've learned a lot from those. Yeah. And, you know, I remember even... When we were truing raise, I was asking Crystal to criticize me. Yeah. And, you know, how it is, like, asking your wife to criticize <laughs> <laughs> But I took it constructively. Sometimes it was hurting, but I never made anything about it. I took it constructively. And every time we were getting better and better and better until that time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work went into that. We, we met with a lot of investors before then. Yeah. So you already were ready to go. Yeah. Four days, you raised all the capital. What is the one thing that you could attribute that to? I would urgency. say urgency. Mm -hmm. The urgency, urgency, I think it was the, the biggest. You know what? I'm a big believer in that. Like, there's power in urgency. When you have to do something, <laughs> you're going to do it. You're you know going to I mean? do it. Yeah. As long as you're ready for it. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's like an Olympic athlete, right? Mm -hmm. They train for four years, right? And then on game day, now they have to dig deep and then perform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the training all the four years training, that's mm -hmm. what comes out that day. And so all of the deals, all of the deals that fell apart, all of the pain, all of the crushed feelings and, yeah. and, and crushed souls, you know, yeah. not doing deals. And then all of a sudden you got this one shot, yeah. yes. right? And, you know, in four days you structured that whole deal. And it's amazing, guys. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. So what's the outcome? How much is the deal worth now? You bought it for 880 What's it worth now? It's worth 1.6 million. What are you even saying to yourself right now? You know what I mean? Like there's like almost eight hundred thousand dollars in equity. In equity, exactly. Yeah, you guys are inspiring. I love the teamwork here. What is a piece of advice that you could offer people that are couples that are working together? Like that can't be easy. You know, I know, yeah. I I know it. I know it firsthand. You know, because yeah. I work yeah. with my wife as well. Yeah. So you know, I know that we had to kind of create a groove yeah. so what is the groove like what how do you guys work well so well together yeah it wasn't when we started we did bump head a lot because we we're yeah. trying to pass on the door both same at time. the same time you know but what i would say would be one of my advice would be to each person find their roles because when we did that and start allocating roles and i started respecting what she was doing without criticizing that was her role and she did the same thing with me like, that's when we start, like, blooming and flourishing. Yeah, and then you also divide the tasks, right? So yeah. you can accomplish more. But if you're both, like, doing the same thing at the same time, you're not getting as much done. Yeah. And so you kind of figure out what each one's good at and what they're passionate about and then kind of divide it that way. 
I love it. I, I know that a lot of people are inspired, especially couples, right? Mm -hmm. That seems to be a challenge for whatever reason, right? Maybe no one's used to it, right? And especially like, you know, leaving your J-O-Bs where, of course, people can work together, but like they work in separate offices or whatnot. But I think people could definitely resonate with that. So we want to leave people with some knowledge, some <laughs> tips, some yeah. tangible yeah. things that they could do. So I want three tips each on real estate, on, you know, whatever you think that the audience needs to hear. So I'll start with you, Crystal. So I would say believe, believe in yourself. You can do it. It's possible. And I would say trust the process. I remember when we were getting anxious and we would tell you, we want our first deal. We just want the first one. Just trust the process. You Sometimes you can't see it, but you need to go through all these things to get that first one, to be ready. And if you go in too early and you, maybe you get your first building too early, maybe you won't succeed. So you gotta be patient and trust the process and get comfortable being uncomfortable. I know that everybody says that, but it's so true. That's how you grow. If you're not growing, you're stagnant. Mm -hmm. And stagnant's no good. <laughs> in fact, I would say if you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. yes. Yeah, totally. 100%. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> Yeah, for me, I would say find yourself like a mentor that is where you want to go, you know. So that would be my first advice. Second one, I would say to surround yourself with better people, you know. Like I was, I had to change my circle. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. had to change my peers. I had to change my circle and influence to be where I am today. Why do you think people have a hard time changing that circle like i know what it's like you know i grew up you know with my friends and everyone is you know doing all kinds of things and like i wanted to hang out or you know what i mean like yeah. it's fun right it's mm -hmm. like oh let's watch the game on tuesday mm -hmm. the family event the barbecues the this and the that the play dates like why is it so hard for people to to break out of those habits of you know changing the, their peers because it's clear you change your peers you change your life mm -hmm. yeah. why is it so hard for people Comfort. Comfort, attachment, you know, probably criticism, scare mm. of criticism. Judgment. Judgment. Yeah, they think that people are going to think that you think you're too good for them. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Spanish, we have, it's called uh, creído, creído, right? <laughs> it's like Mr. Big Shot, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sellout kind of thing, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it definitely did a big impact on me growing up because I was afraid to leave my friends behind i was afraid to leave anybody behind i didn't want to leave anybody behind and i thought you know if i was going to be successful i just bring everybody with me mm -hmm. but you can't carry people on your back you know how fast can you run with a person on your back not yeah. too not too far <laughs> what about two <laughs> Even worse. what about three you ain't moving. i used to roll with a crew of 20 people you know what i mean <laughs> like and so yeah. it's either they're coming or they're, they're not coming you know mm -hmm. and so i agree yeah, yeah. Uh, Last tip. Take action. Like, take action. Because yeah. a lot of people, they go and they get knowledge, mm -hmm. you know, but they don't put the action. Yeah. And they don't yeah. see the result. And yeah. it's the action that will bring you the result. Yeah. And also, I would say, my, the third one, I would say, take action. Yeah, I love it, guys. I've been inspired by so many people, books, quotes, Proverbs, sayings, what's the quote that inspired you the most? 
Ooh, the one that inspired me the most, I don't know, but the one right now that I'm trying to adapt is become the person you want to be now. Okay. That's the one for me right now. It's resonating with me. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about it and just being that person I want to be, the one that I see in the future. I need to be her right now. And so I try to embody that every day and I'll just become her. All right. Yes. For me, it's one that kind of I've heard a wise man said that once and it helped me with my decision making. He said, when nothing changes, nothing changes. But when one thing changes, everything changes. You know, so be able to take good decisions. Woo! Crystal, you guys were nervous. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but now this has went by like this. <laughs> you guys are so inspiring. I love you to death. Same here, uh, man. You guys are amazing people. You're helping a lot of people. And you're inspiring a lot of people. Keep doing what you're doing. And Alfonso loves you. And Alfonso loves you. And we're going to see you guys at the top. Woo! Thanks for listening to the Wealth Genius Podcast. If you have a question or comment about something you heard today, reach out to The Godfather via social media or email him anytime. All that information is in the show notes. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Wealth Genius Podcast. The Wealth Genius Podcast. Until next time, see you at the top.